Hi there, and welcome to the Feeling the Sonic podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Connor. This is episode 35, and the title of this episode is There. Joining me as my guest is singer-songwriter Ben Drake. I will be talking to Ben about his song There, which he wrote as a cathartic measure in dealing with the grieving process after losing his father Barry to a condition called pulmonary fibrosis. It's a rare condition that most patients have never heard of until the day they're diagnosed. It's a severely debilitating condition that leaves patients struggling to breathe. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, IPF, is the rare lung disease which claimed the lives of Hollywood actor Marlon Brando and international daredevil Evil Knievel. If you imagine a stadium full of 100,000 people, between 14 and 43 of them will get it, and it's more common in men than women. Half will die within two to three years after diagnosis. That means that although it's a relatively rare condition, more people actually die from IPF each year than do women from breast cancer. IPF is classified as idiopathic because the exact cause is unknown. Ben has recently been made an ambassador of the Pulmonary Fibrosis Trust, and his beautiful song, There, is being released as a charity fundraiser with proceeds going to the Trust so that they can help others suffering from the condition. The aim of this episode is to raise awareness of IPF and to encourage people to download, share, and actively engage with Ben's song when it is released on all digital music streaming and download platforms on Friday the 16th of April. But first, here's a quick reminder of what the Feeling the Sonic podcast is all about. Feeling the Sonic is an indie hub featuring news, views, and interviews with notable creatives on entrepreneurial lifestyle, health, very much including mental health, and original independent music. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify Podcasts, or indeed, wherever you get your podcast fix. Feeling the Sonic. It's a matter of choice. Hiya, Ben. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Stephen? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. Um, I, th- I think this week's been a strange one since the bank holiday. And right. goodness only knows what's happened to the weather. We were sat outside on Easter Sunday in blazing sunshine. It's crazy. You know, dare, dare I say quite warm. And then the following day, it must have been 10 degrees colder than it was. And it's, and I've been cold ever since, um, yeah. you know, this, this week, but, uh, I mean, I was, yeah. say, I was saying to people on, I think it's Sunday was really nice, wasn't it? It was like sunshine, no clouds. And I was saying my phone's showing, um, snow tomorrow. And it was like, get out of it. No way. <laughs> and then the next day, as I told you, told you. So. Yeah. Yeah. It did come out. <laughs> this, uh, this massive drop, massive drop in temperature and, uh, yes. and change. But apart from that, yeah, I'm fine. Um, Good still going to up for my yeah daily walks. I'm trying to get as much, uh, you know, exercise in as I can so that I can make the most of coming out of lockdown. Are you getting your 10,000 steps in here? I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it is mostly, um, but, uh, yeah, just, just getting outside in the fresh air and everything. And hopefully next week, um, you know, we'll be kind of a bit more freedom to go and do the things that we you know, like to do. We shall see. We shall see what yeah. happens. Including gigs, hopefully, you know, in, in, in after the 21st of June, I think. So, yeah. Uh, I've got some booked we can... in, but again, I'm just waiting to see, cause that's happened before I've had them booked in and then they was canceled sort of two days before. 
So I'm, I'm hop- optimistic, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a it. good phrase. All right, Ben. Well, thanks very much for joining me on the Feeling the Sonic podcast. No worries. Um, we've got, um, we're going to have a chat around your music, of course, as a brilliant singer-songwriter that you are. So, Ben, we're going to have a chat around your role as an ambassador of the Pulmonary Fibrosis Trust and how that came about. Yep. Um, not just your personal connection with that, which we'll come to, but also... The song that you are due to release, titled There, proceeds of which will go to the to the trust. So we're going to have a chat around what IPF actually is and what it stands for mm-hmm. and the kind of symptoms and what it's like for people to live with this debilitating um, disease. So first of all, what is IPF? Well, IPF is it's pulmonary fibrosis is the disease, so it's basically a scarring of the lungs, uh, so the lungs harden up. I mean, IPF is just a form of that, so it's I think it's idiosyncratic. Um, it basically, basically, IPF means they don't know why it's happened. It's uh, it's you know they can't find the reason for it. And is is it also linked to there's no cure? Yeah, there's no cure for it. It's uh, it's a life expectancy of uh, three to five years from diagnosis. So they're, they're trying to get a cure for it. They've got medications that can help slow down the, the, the progression of the disease, but there's no cure at the minute. Yeah. Okay. And you've got involved with this, obviously, because, you know, through the tragic circumstances of your father yeah. um, passing away through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how long, you know, did your dad have the disease and, and what was it like kind of watching this all unfold with, um, you know, in front of you? Yeah, it's, I mean, we'd never really heard of it heard of what you know ipf or pf and um he got diagnosed about it's about three years he had it before he passed so he's, he's, you know, it was quite a rapid progression because it you know it's three to five years so it just gradually gets worse so he, he gradually got mm-hmm. um shortness of breath and ended up on an oxygen machine and then that was from using that now and then to using it constantly you know it was constantly on um but he just, um, it was very inspiring that he just did never give up. You know, he kept on getting out of bed and pushing himself. And I think what sticks with me the most is he would say, he would wake up in the morning and he said, I, I could just lay in bed all day and I'd feel fine. But as soon as I move, yeah, I, I, I would, you know, it was going to kick in. He was going to feel out of breath. But he, he made himself move every day because he knew if he didn't move, it would, it would progress more rapidly. So he just fought it right to the end. I was very, very yeah. proud of him. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and, and so when you, so, so, it, so three years from di- what from diagnosis of that, yeah. so was there any clue that this was, this is what it was in terms of was, what symptoms was he displaying you know, leading up to the diagnosis? Yeah, all I remember is he, he felt, he said he, he felt like he had a punch in the back. That's how he felt. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he ended up having a, having a, um, a pulmonary embolism. I think that was before, so that, that it, they said that might have kicked it off, which is like a blood clot in the lung. Um, so he said it, it could have been that. But what they think happened was he had a, a, a virus, so just, you know, a, a bad cold. Um, him and my mum had it, and they just never went to the doctor and got it checked out, you know, as the older generation do, you know, so, so sort of yeah. toughen it out. And the doctors think that could have potentially caused it because that can be one of the uh, causes that, you know, the virus just kicks it off because it's your your own body attacking your lungs. So your body basically senses a foreign 
particle or whatever in the, in the lungs and it attacks it and it goes on into a vicious cycle. So what he was on was steroids was to slow down his immune system, yeah. um, which, you know, he's it, it, still going pretty, pretty quick when you look at the, the average life expectancy, but um, it, it obviously mm. sustained him. So what age was he then, Ben, at, uh, when, um, when he was diagnosed with this? Uh, well, he was 67 when he passed, so it was, yeah, three Gosh. years before that, yeah. Yeah, it's no age at all, no, is it? And he was very fit at 67, you know, he was, well, obviously not when he had the disease, but before that, you know, he, yeah. he looked very young for his age, he was very active, you know, builder, big man, and just, it just it was a shock, really, to see, to yeah. see how it... Yeah, it is a massive, mm. absolutely, yeah, I mean, I can, and I feel for you, mate, it's... Uh, you know, absolutely terrible. But yeah, I, I think the main thing about this conversation, of course, I was, I was talking about your dad, but also I think on an awareness level that we can, and you can share your experiences mm. with people listening to the podcast yeah. and make make people more aware of it. Because obviously as an ambassador, you know, of the Pulmonary Fibrosis Trust is, is about making people aware. Um, because as you say, I mean, from your own personal circumstances and your father not really knowing what it was, but having to go to the doctor to be... yeah. For, for the prognosis yeah so i think i mean is there anything so is there anything that in terms in, in what, what kind of treatments do people have apart from the obvious you know breathing mechanisms and things like that what, what else is there that is there a medication of some sort the all that we know of at the minute is the steroids which that that slows your immune system or it basically stops your immune system from attacking your lungs but there's also um exercises you can do to keep it's basically keeping moving you know and um that's that's really all there is at the yeah. minute. I mean, we're researching into it to um, to try and find something that would help, but it's not a not a pleasant disease yeah. to have. No, not at all. You know, it's interesting what you said there about you know you probably you know it knocks you for six, mm. and you know if you you feel like you could stay in bed all yeah. day because you haven't got the energy, but I suppose it's it saps saps the energy yeah. uh, to the point where your mind and your mindset you you have to be you know kind of active like your dad was. Yeah and fight it you know so um, yeah, if, yeah but did he was he aware of everything that was happening to him at that particular time you know particularly towards the end of, of yeah was, was he did he know what was going on yeah then? absolutely absolutely and i remember yeah. i mean i don't know if you, you know i was stuck because they lived in malta uh or a line called gozo and i yeah. went out there to visit them during a pandemic and and the airports got closed. I was stuck out there for about nine weeks. So I was with him all that time. And, <laughs> and I remember just you yeah. know, the last time I saw him and he just said to me, he knew he was, he was dying. And he just said to me, yeah. he said, don't you be sad when I'm gone because I'll be free of this, you know, free of what he, yeah. he knew it. And, you know, he said, yeah. I don't want to die, yeah. but, but I, this is not yeah. life for me. So yeah, he knew what was going on. I suppose that's right, you know, and I think, you know, with the quality of life and everything yeah. that's, that's, that's available. I mean, the reason I ask is that my my mum passed away with, uh, you know, through cancer mm. at the age of 60, at the age of 63. Oh my God, uh, sure. And she was one of these, she, yeah, I mean, but she was one of these people that didn't want to know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So she was, she had the, uh, you know, the treatments and everything else and anything that the doctors or the medical professionals sort of said to her she just kind of dismissed she just didn't mm. want to know uh which was which was quite difficult to deal with you know as as, as family mm. and everything mm. but you know i suppose if you, if you know your own mind people have different ways of dealing with things don't they particularly you know with, with grief and and health and and all those kind of absolutely, things absolutely yeah but yeah i, I think it's, I, it's, i'd be the same as your mum. i think i don't want to know but dad was the complete opposite he what he researched it all he, you know 
he, I mean, he knew more than me about the, the disease. Me being, me being, yeah. being an ambassador, I mean, I'd like to spread awareness, but I don't, I'm not an expert on disease. But he, he certainly knew his stuff. I mean, and the problem with him stuck yeah, in Gaza, which, which speaks volumes. Yeah, because yeah. I'm stuck out there. He, he never yeah. got to because I trust they help people, you know, by providing care and and giving them breaks away, you know, for mental health and things like that. And he never had any of that, Dad. So he was kind of on his own out there. I mean, um, he had a very good doctor. So. But, um, so, so is it a global thing then, the, the trust, or is it a UK trust? So, so there's a, a UK trust, there's an American trust, uh, a European mm-hmm. trust. So they all, we all know each other, but yeah, there's specific trust to, to your country. Yeah. Okay, well, let's have a chat about the song mm. then, because one of the things that you've done is obviously, as a songwriter, mm. you've, um, you kind of, you know, trawled through your, your, your memory banks of, of your mm. dad, and, and obviously putting your feelings and, um, you know, and thoughts into song, mm. uh, which is, which is a brilliant song. I have to say, I had to listen to it. This oh, afternoon. thank you. Um, so do you want to tell us about a little bit about that, um, about kind of, you know, how you, how you went about writing the song, uh, how, how you felt when you were writing the song, you know, cause I think, you know, if you're conveying emotion, particularly mm. in song, you know, as a, as a sad song or, a thought-provoking song and when it's coming out and what's going to happen with this song you know once it is released and how people can find yeah, it yeah so, so the process of writing i think for me uh, is just dealing with what's going on i mean even now i mean it's september that you passed i'm still struggling um and, and yeah. that's how i cope so you know obviously it, it was just pouring out of me um mm. and i found it quite therapeutic to sit there and you know i'm, I'm thinking of him but i'm also because we i wrote a song originally that we was going to release which was very specifically about dad, you know, you, I mean, it was, you know, what was going on with him. Yeah. And then when it was finished, I, I just thought well, that's personal to me and it doesn't appeal to a mass market. And if I'm, if I want to release this and all the funds go to the trust, we need to get as many people I- into the song that we can. And so I kind of mm-hmm. come from that point of view of just losing someone. So anyone who'd lost anyone could relate to it. Um, yeah. So it, it become like a project, in, I say, sort of helping me grieve uh, for him, yeah. which I'm, I don't know if I'm coping well or not. I don't know. It's uh, it's up and down, mm. but I just know being part of the trust and and doing this song in his memory and donating and you know all the fun, all the proceeds to the trust is is making me feel yeah. better. And I know Dad would want that. I mean, he, he left his body to medical science, which is I, I'm so proud of him for doing that. But also, it's it's quite yeah. it's quite hard for us as a family because we don't get his body back and. Just thinking of what they're doing to him is not. It sort of keeps me up yeah. at night. It's not good. Well, he sounds like a, yeah. I mean, he sounds like a great yeah. guy. Um, you know, and, and the sort of person you'd want. Yeah, to know, he was uh, as, yeah, as well. He really was. So yeah, he, yeah. Um, and on on the song, then um, you I, I, obviously we kind of mm. know each other as songwriters and friends. Um, and you, I happened to see on Facebook that when we could get out and gig, I think it was towards must have been towards the just before the last lockdown, you did a live performance. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you managed to get through that, Ben, quite honestly, but you had the the screen of images of your father and everything and family, family like a slideshow yeah. behind you um, as, as you performed the song. So, I mean, how was that well, It's for funny. You? It's, a lot of people do ask me that. Like, how, did, how did you do it? And um, my f- mum and sisters were actually in the crowd and they found that very emotional to see his picture sort of behind me on the big screen. Um, but for me, it was, I mean, I, I didn't find it hard because I just I like talking about him. I like 
um, singing about mm-hmm. him. To me, he's, in, in a funny way, he's still here if I know people are hearing his name, you know, and, and seeing his face. Mm-hmm. So for me, it, it wasn't hard at all, to be honest. It was after I got a bit emotional, but during it, it's yeah. fine. And he was, he was a big supporter of your music as well. Yeah, number one fan. Number one fan, yeah, he yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah. He would tell me, he would tell yeah. me if he didn't like it, though. Don't get me wrong, yeah. he would do. So could could he, could he sing? Did you, did you get your musical talents no, from him at all? No, not at all, not at all. <laughs> towards, towards the end, he couldn't really do much. And so I said, well, why don't you play guitar? And he really tried, but he's he was such a big man that his, his hands were quite big and he couldn't he couldn't yeah. form chords and he'd give up in the end. So what sort of music was he into then? What was it, What was his kind of, you know, bands or artists that he... he David liked? Bowie was his number one. He absolutely loved, yeah, oh, loved genius. David Bowie yeah, yeah. and Dire Straits. I mean, all, all the stuff that he's passed to me, you know, I'm into now but um yeah Dire Straits David Bowie um were the main two definitely uh Rolling, yeah, Rolling yeah, Stones great. he wasn't too hot on the Beatles he didn't he didn't mind them but he was more a Stones fan Eric, Eric yeah, Clapton yeah, yeah. brilliant well classic uh yeah, yeah guitar bands and uh you know and people that have that so that sort of that vibe yeah which everything yeah, you mentioned there pretty yeah, much yeah, good, myself good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, so we're, we're going as, as we go through. Then we're going to have a, um, a listen to some of your yes. tracks. Um, but before we do that, um, you've gladly given me permission to play yes. the song there, which we'll have a listen to right now. Um, do you want to introduce it, Ben? Yeah. So this is this is a song there. This is for it's basically for anyone who's lost anyone. It's it's, it's about losing a loved one and how you feel once they're gone. And um, this song is released on the sixteenth of. Um, April, and all the proceeds will go to the Pulmonary Fibrosis Trust to help um, people who are suffering with the condition. Fantastic. Here it is. This is There by Ben Drake. There's a dark cloud out today Since you went away There's a dark space in my mind That's there all of the time Since you were pulled from our lives There's a dark
Absolutely fantastic, Thank you. Ben. Thank beautiful, you. Beautiful song, beautiful song. And anybody listening that can support that, obviously add it to your playlist. It will be out on all digital streaming and download platforms. Yeah. Um, so add that to your playlist and um, support in any way that you can. Um, all, as Ben said, all proceeds going to the Pulmonary Fibrosis Trust um, and, uh, and, a, and a great cause. Um, so fantastic to support that through music yeah. as well. Uh, Hugely appreciated. And so you, you've had, yeah, absolutely, massively appreciated and, and much needed funds, you know, for research, because it is little known <laughs> about, this, about this disease. So the more research that we can... Um, that we can get from this, then you know the better yeah. for everybody. So you've you've done quite well so far, Ben. Then with getting some awareness about what you've been doing and 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 the song itself, I happened to notice that there was um, you know a mention through Dominic Byrne or from the Chris Moore show on 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 Radio yeah, X. Yeah, that was fantastic. So uh, yeah, so publications like that or you know um, awareness like that with kind of big audiences, maybe you can get it played on Radio yeah, X. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's um. Through the trust as well, they've got contacts. Obviously, there, there is some famous people who have who have had the disease. I mean, Keith Chegwin actually died from IPF. You know, same condition Dad had. Um, yeah, because he did. He did yeah, die suddenly. Yeah, didn't I mean, he? obviously a progressive disease, but he, I don't. I don't think he talked yeah. about it much. And, and and obviously, it was a shock when he went. But yeah, yeah. So there's people who, who are getting involved, which is great. And um, Katie Price is in discussions with her with the trust because her mum actually suffers with. Uh, I think she has PF, might be IPF, but um, so she's she said she's going to get involved. Um, obviously, Dom from the Chris Moore show is, is tweeting about it. So the more people we, who can share it, the better. Um, Janice Long is obviously keep. Jacqueline's sister is is hopefully going to help out. So, yeah, it's um it it's got a potential to be quite big. Um, hopefully, it will. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, and particularly you mentioned the um you know the yes. US um, pulmonary fibrosis trust. So perhaps if you know somebody from there could pick it up as well. Um, and in, in terms of you know the, the US audience, for example, I mean that that potentially could yeah, be definitely. Huge. I mean our, our head and head of head of the trust, um, Peter Bryce, he's in contact with the American trust counterpart, so they know about it. So yeah, again, fingers crossed. If, if the stars align and it, it all happens as we're hoping, it, it as I say, it's got a potential to be big and it could generate a lot of awareness and a lot of funds. Yeah, yeah, as you say, the much-needed funds. Okay, so we're going to have a listen to um, another one of your songs that you've selected yeah. for us to play. This one is Time of yes. Your Life. So what's the kind of main message from that song, then, if, if there is, <laughs> indeed there is one? Is, is that something, because obviously what we're talking about, I mean, who knows, these types of things, like pulmonary fibrosis, you know, can not strike at any time but can, you can suddenly become aware you, you maybe have, have this kind of gene or whatever yeah. it may be uh yes. without knowing so it just it just kind of emphasizes the point to kind of live your life to the full because you just never know what's around the corner and that type of stuff but i am kind of second guessing no you i here, think but, you've um, just, i think you've just <laughs> nailed me on the head i mean that song is about that kind of thing just like the time of your life is now because you are here and you are you know you're you're around and i think i mean obviously this was written before dad passed, but we knew, we knew he was going to eventually because, um, you know, we, we, we knew the disease then. Um, so it's kind of influenced by that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's about like just enjoying yourself while you're here. And that is very much a, a message that I'm advocating mm. through the podcast. I mean, cause it's about kind of, you know, doing things for yourself and having something 
in your life that you do yeah. for you. You know, for example, you and your music, and we've, we've had these conversations before, mm-hmm. haven't we? But it's just really important because I actually do know a few people that just don't seem to have anything that inspires them in their lives. They just kind of get through day to day and everything. And I think that's really sad. I mean, I'd like to think that people will have, you know, take time for themselves and to enjoy yeah. their life and, you know, I think it is important that we, whether it doesn't matter what it is, it could be some going for a walk, it could be anything, but, you know, it's something that we do for I think, ourselves. I think you're right, yeah. To, I mean, I, I've got a friend, actually, I won't say her name, um, but she, yeah, hmm. she's got nothing that interests her. And I think that's fine if that's the case, but I think for me, it's if you've got something that does interest you and you don't push that, that's, that's where I think is a shame. Um, yeah. And also, be you know, and not being yeah, afraid to go for be. it because one of the, one of the other things that I think that stops people doing this, you know, things for themselves is is what other people make. Yeah, think. exactly right. Yeah, and like like we've discussed in the and, past about yeah. know, being older musicians and mm. shouldn't be doing it at our age. And I just think, why wouldn't yeah. you? You know, if you're still here and you're still breathing, you you know, why not do it? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is "Time of Your Life" by Ben Drake.
that was Time of Your Life by Ben Drake. And Ben, we're going to go back to the pulmonary yes. fibrosis and in particular mm. the trust. So with you being an ambassador, can you let us know what, what kind of help and support does the trust provide? So, so basically, with the like when Dad was struggling to breathe towards the end, he was on oxygen 24 hours a day in the end. So it's just helping people you know, by providing oxygen machines, by, by providing stair lifts, things like that, and just helping in any way they can because it's a, a, it is a terminal um, diagnosis. It's just making people as comfortable as they can, you know, mm. towards the end of their lives. Um, they also provide um, breaks, you know, so weekends away, things like that. So, so which is important on there. So is it is it something that... Can people um, have the, all this support at home? I mean, is, if, if it's a kind of, you know, the, the debilitation mm. is quick or whatever, is, is, is it things like hospices involved or, or can people just basically choose to stay at home? To, to be honest, I was sort of out of my league, that one. I wouldn't know. I couldn't answer that one. Yeah. Um, I suppose it, dep- it comes down to whether you've got family help, yeah. doesn't it? You know, as you say, if, if you need oxygen 24 hours a day or or, or certainly some, some kind of support. So that's another consideration, you know, if people... You know how the people cope when they're on, yeah, they're on I mean, their own. From, yeah, it's, gonna, it's difficult for me because they was uh, mum and dad were in a, another country, but 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 basically course, he yeah. couldn't go out. So it was mum sort of driving down to the hospital, picking up oxygen canisters, bringing them back. That was her life for for a good few years. I mean, it's it's an interesting point. So um, you know, I, I suppose. Can you, oh, you know, with with if we'd been in the UK, if it had been in the UK, we'd have had obviously had. I don't know what the coronavirus situation was like in in Malta. Was that an added complication? Um, that was pretty much the same as as we are. Um, it was locked down, so you couldn't. You weren't supposed to go out, and um, few people were. Yeah. So they toughened up on the restrictions. So Dad didn't want to go out anyway. He, he was so conscious of catching anything, yeah. and with no immune system, it would um, not have been good for him to do that. Yeah. Okay. And what what about information services for you know through the trust? Then is is that something? Yes. That, do they have a a Facebook page or somewhere where people yeah, can definitely. go to source information? Yes. Yeah, so and engage the Pulmonary Fibrosis Trust. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Um, I think it's dot org. Pulmonary Fibrosis uh, PF Trust dot org is their website. But yeah, they they um, if you um, just contact them and they they will get back in touch mm-hmm. and. Through it because no, because no one knows yeah. it's a disease and no one knows. Yeah, it's quite frightening if you diagnose. I've had people contact me and we've just found out and and I have to because I'm not too knowledgeable on the conditions. I'm just an ambassador for raising awareness, but I send them that way to the trust so yeah. they can explain what's going on. Okay, so let's have a listen to another okay. one of your tracks, then Ben. We're going to go with right. there is an echo. Short one, nice short one. Nice short one. So where, where's uh, where, where's that come from? And tell us a little bit more about the song and the, and your writing process. So this one, it was, it was a very quick, very quick song actually. This was. Um, do you remember the band Viola Beach? Yeah. Oh, that was so, just dreadful, wasn't so it? This song is yeah, about that yeah. Situation. I come down in the morning. And it was on the telly, and um, just, it was yeah, so just heartbreaking. To, it was absolutely awful, wasn't it? They, they, I think, wasn't it, it was the early hours of the morning, and they were on tour in, in I think yeah. it was in Norway was it, or Germany, Some, somewhere, or some, like somewhere, that. somewhere in Scandinavia, somewhere, like, yeah. somewhere went off the bridge. Yeah. And yeah. Um, this song came about just like that because I was just, yeah, just horrified by the story, and, and this song came out. That so yeah. this is a direct uh, reference to them to that band. Okay, let's have a listen to that. This is "There Is an Echo" by Ben Drake. 
time with us on the Always Feed of a Sonic podcast. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to have you on. You've got a fantastic, some fantastic music that you've shared with us. And also, of course, this really important message um, through your role of raising awareness for pulmonary yeah. fibrosis. Um, so when the, so the song comes out on Friday, the 16th yep. of April, and how can people get behind that and and support once once it's out on all these? I platforms? think it's just a quick, you know a matter of um, p- please do add to any playlist you can. Tell your friends, you know, it's just trying to get as many people as we can to listen to to download would be perfect because I mean it's ninety nine p I think we're selling it for, which is not a lot of money, but all that money goes to the trust. It goes to help people who are suffering with IPF and PF and. And for me, it's it's because a single cover has got Dad's face on it. So it's for me, it's helping me cope with his loss by knowing people are seeing his face. You know, silly as that sounds, but um, it helps yeah. me for some reason. But no, yeah, not at all. Just just not just at streaming all. Yeah. the playlist would be would be so appreciative. Sounds good. Well, I for one will be thank doing you exactly Thanks for that. that when it when it comes out on Friday, the sixteenth of April. The song is called There. And thank you again, Ben, for joining me on the Feeling of a Sonic podcast. I've really enjoyed your company and our on our chat. Bittersweet, though, really, isn't it? With um, you know the, the tragic tragic um, circumstances around how you become yeah. involved with this. Yeah. But um, good on you, mate, for you know for doing what you're doing and um, and, and for sharing your experiences. Because even if it helps, just maybe just one more person, then it's it's been exactly. worth doing, hasn't it? I think it? for for me, knowing that's what Dad would have wanted, you know, to. to donate his body to medical science so there'll be a cure one day hopefully from yeah. that you know it's um i know i'm doing what he would want me to do absolutely good on you hopefully i'll get to speak to you or see you yeah, at some fingers point crossed. Soon, ben. fingers crossed <laughs> fingers crossed okay Thanks, cheers now thank you again to ben for joining me as my guest links to ben's music and to the pulmonary fibrosis trust website are in the show notes my name is Stephen Connor, and you have been listening to the Feeling Vasonic podcast. Until next time, keep calm, stay safe, and God bless. Mm-hmm.